0: A Super Sunday get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, they're playing for a national championship right now uh, between the Chiefs and the Bucks, But we're trying to give you something else to think about. While in Kansas City and Tampa they're celebrating and they're hoping to have a bigger celebration and a parade thereafter, other teams want that feeling. Other towns want that feeling, and we're looking at some of the towns that have some heavy lifting to do here in 2021, one of which is Detroit. Uh, We've got a good guest coming up for you here. I want to ask him about the Super Bowl and about the sports platform in Detroit these days. He's a 10-year NFL veteran, offensive lineman, uh, Michigan guy who has returned home to uh, take on the duties of morning talk show host on ninety-seven point one, the Ticket in Detroit, John Jensen joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. John, Jody Mack here. How you doing, Bud?
2: I'm doing all right. Jody, it's good to hear from you guys. I hope you guys. I hope everybody is enjoying their Super Bowl Sunday, as, as making it as last as long as possible. Yeah,
0: hopefully it goes for hours and hours and hours. We have a great, as great a game as we think we can. Um, As a guy who played in the league for as long as you did as an offensive lineman, the nerves are getting to these guys. They're not ready to go. They're out there on the field. But leading up to the game, is it easier on offensive linemen? Because it's brute force. It's strength. It isn't as intricate as some of the other positions. Uh, you just do what you do. It's muscle memory, and your your muscles must be that good and that big. Or am I just not being fair to those of you guys in the trenches?
2: Well, it's it's just a little bit different than it is being a receiver trying to catch a ball with all of the camera flashes and and everything going on. But for you know for the offensive lineman in in a game like this, if you take one bad step, say you're uh, you know Mike Remmers and you're playing a right tackle, which you haven't done for for a long time, and all of a sudden you look out and you've got JPP over there, uh, or you've got, you know, Indomitian Sioux, Vita Vea, Levante, Shaquille Bear, whoever it is on that that Tampa Bay defense, if you take one wrong step and if you step laterally instead of stepping back on a five or a seven-step drop, now all of a sudden they hit Patrick Mahomes, that TV camera points in on you, zeroes in on you, and it is all your fault. So it, it may be the intricacies are a little bit different, but they are certainly still there.
0: We're talking to John Jensen, former NFL offensive lineman, who finished up his career last year after spending uh, nine years down in D.C., one year with the Lions before he called it a career on the field. Now in the broadcast game, co-host on the morning show on 97.1 in uh, Detroit. Uh, how long have you
2: been in the new gig? Uh, I shoot October, first of October is when I took over the morning show. I've been doing a whole bunch of, uh, radio and podcasts. I've got a podcast I do for Michigan football called in the trenches. So have been doing that for a number of years, but, uh, the morning get from six to 10, uh, getting up on a, you know, regular basis, uh, hasn't been that much of a challenge, but it does, it, it is a different lifestyle. That's for sure.
0: I was going to ask you, which is more of a challenge getting up at the crack of dawn to be on the air at 6 a.m. or the state of the, uh, the Detroit sports teams because 2020 was not a great year for anyone in this country with the COVID world in which we're living, but it was specifically not good for Detroit fans because no playoff appearances for any of the four teams, and I don't want to go through them one by one with you, but I'll tell you right now, I don't know if there are playoff appearances for any of the Detroit teams in the future in 2021. When you took the gig, did you say... Yeah, yeah, I got to be ready for these people to call and complain on basically a daily basis.
2: Well, well that's just part of it, you know how that goes. Um, and when you, you know, when you are rebuilt cities, which we we're, we're kind of are right now <laughs> in all of the major sports, what they want to see is and what they want to know the fans is that they're the, the franchises are actually doing something to address what's going on. And if you look at the Wings, they bring in Steve Eiserman about eighteen months ago. And you can see what he's doing with the Red Wings. Uh, Troy Weaver with the Detroit Pistons and all of the excitement that he had on draft day. Uh, And then you look at the Tigers and bringing in A.J. Hinch. And, you know, there's there's things that each franchise is doing where the fans can get behind him and say, you know what, I know that there's a rebuild. In baseball, it may take another two, three years. Hockey, maybe four or five. But in football... When you bring in Dan Campbell, you bring in Brad Holmes as a GM, and then you look at what they're doing along with the trade of Matt Stafford out to the Rams, you really think that at least ownership and the front office, they've identified some of the issues. They're making some decisions to address them and get better. It may not happen in a six-month period or a 12-month period, but two or three years down the road in the city of Detroit, we should be talking about, a much different situation and no longer rebuild city. But hopefully we're talking about at least competing for championships.
0: Yeah, got to make the playoffs first, and then you take the step up to championship, and they are in the rebuild mode. Let's go with that team even more specific, the one you know best, sport you know best, team you know best as a former Lion. Uh, The Goff trade. Bring in Jared Goff. Matthew Stafford had a decade put up some really big numbers, had some very exciting games, had the same number of playoff wins that you and I had, which is zero. So going in another direction only made sense for this team. I thought that your general manager, new GM, did a dynamite job to get two picks and someone to fill a void, chances are the next quarterback you have that's going to win a playoff game for you is not Jared Goff, but it's one that you're going to get in the draft, be it this year or one of those couple of picks that you've got going forward from the Rams in future years. Do people believe in the new duo at the top of the Lions head coach and general manager that they are the ones who can do the successful rebuild?
2: I think they do right now because it's all about what you're seeing and the decisions that they're making. And, you know, at the end of the year, it was, what are they going to do with Matt Stafford? Nobody really believed that the two timelines matched up. And that is the rebuild that the lions are going through as well as where Matt Stafford is in his career. If the lions are going through a three-year rebuild, well, you don't really want to have a quarterback in his 15th season at that time and then have to find his replacement. So you look and you say, okay, well, Brad Holmes identified Dan Campbell. When they were being interviewed, they didn't commit to Matt Stafford. They didn't throw him under the bus and say, oh, we're going we're gonna to move on. They were patient. And you, you you look at the trade and what they were able to get with two firsts, a third, a quarterback that has been to a Super Bowl. And so at least in the first couple of months, you can say, all right, I like how they've handled the media. I like how they've addressed the fans. And I like that, you know, what they have done with, you know, with the value that they have. And they they were able to get maximum value for Matt Stafford. Now, you know, they're going to have, what, six picks in this draft right now. We'll see what they do with the seventh. And it's all about the steps that they take. So the first ones was Matt Stafford. Now it's going to be what are they going to do in free agency? What are they going to do in the draft? And they will continue to build trust on the fan base as long as they you know, they have that long term we wanna win not just one Super Bowl, but we want to be a, a franchise that can be a playoff team on a year in, year out basis and take a stab at the play at the Super Bowl.
0: Morning show host on ninety seven one, the ticket in Detroit, John Jansen here with us on CBS Sports Radio. Seventh pick in the draft this year for the Lions. I know it's a little early and a lot of things can happen between now and then, but give me a quick crystal ball prediction here. They're going to take the quarterback of the future. Or are they going in another direction.
2: I, I hope that they go in another direction. I don't know that the quarterback of the future is in this draft. It's unless you're picking one, and we know that Jacksonville is going to take Trevor Lawrence. I think you can throw the rest of the quarterbacks uh, in in a hat. You know, pull one out, and maybe you've got one. Maybe you don't. I don't even know that there's one in next year's draft. And so what the Lions have to do is they've got to identify. Okay, what type of offense are they going to run what type of defense are they going to be i would really like them to to take that number seven pick trade down still get a first but maybe you get a second along with it maybe you get a third whatever it is get some more value create some more talent on this team because it's so devoid on defense of talent offensively you've got to find something to do with the wide receivers um you know and so they need a lot if you can you know trade back get as much talent as they possibly can. And then next year, they're going to have two first year after that. They're going to have two first. They will have collateral to be able to jump up and take a quarterback. If they identify one, if not, they can do it in three years, but they also have Jared Goff. Let's not forget. I don't know that anybody is counting on him to take this team to a Super bowl, but he has done that. He's only 25 years old he could still develop into that reliable quarterback that you want at that position. And hopefully he does. And if he does, that that, that trade with Matt Stafford and, and the Rams looks even better.
0: All right. Let us jump to uh, the two teams that are playing right now in your town, Pistons and Red Wings. The Pistons, unfortunately, have the worst record in the NBA. Here's the good news. The Red Wings only have the second worst record in the (laughs) NHL. Um, You mentioned some optimism with new people calling the shots. Uh, If it is, it's based on the fact that you believe and you're a fan and you look through team-colored glasses. It can't be because of results on either the court or the ice so far.
2: No, not at all. Um, And we thought early on maybe we would see a little bit more out of Dylan Larkin, uh, the new captain of the Detroit Red Wings. and. We would see some progress. What we're starting to see is a lot of what we saw last year, and that is, hey, they can hang for a period, maybe even a little bit into the second, and then all of a sudden, teams just pour it on, and the games get, or the, the you know, it, they all get out of hand. Same with the Pistons. The Pistons are so young right now, um, and when you look at what they're trying to do on the ice. I'm sorry, I'm I'm taking both of them here, but what they're trying to do on the court with, you know, Josh Jackson, um, you know, you look at Jeremy Grant, you look at, you know, Blake Griffin, they're hoping that maybe he plays a little bit better, they can get some value out of him. Um, You know, that's really what they're doing. Derrick Rose, there's conversation about him possibly going to the Knicks. What type of of haul can they get for a Derrick Rose right now? They need an influx of talent. Um, it's all young right now, and it's just going to be a waiting game to see can Troy Reaver, has he been able to identify some kids that are, you know, 18, 19 years old that he's taken and drafted? Can he develop them into, or you know, put the staff together to develop them into reliable superstars in the NBA?
0: Patience is a virtue with both of those two squads. All right, let's jump to your baseball team. You're a football guy, I'm a baseball guy. As a matter of fact, one of the three teams my father was a general manager of is the Detroit Tigers. So I've got a soft spot in my heart for the Motor City Kitties. Uh, Again, they just don't look like they can compete this year. I know that they gave Miguel Cabrera the mega contract when he deserved it. He was one of the best players in baseball. He's just not that anymore, and he's got three more years to run. He makes four or five times as much as anybody else on this roster. I know A.G. Hinch is a good manager and did what he did in Houston before he got into some trouble, and we could debate for an hour as to whether... He knew what was going on, how much of a hand in it he had. He did his time, he paid his penance, he's back, and he's a talented skipper, so I think that's gonna help. But this roster still is not up to par. What's going to turn it around, if anything, for the Tigers?
2: Well, hopefully they get some they get some good pitching out of the young staff. And you look at uh Matthew Boyd last year, it was just it was terrible. And you could say, well, maybe it was you know, the COVID, maybe he just didn't find his rhythm. He needs to find the ability to start because right now he's in that starting lineup, but it's the young guys in Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal that you look at and you say, okay, we need to, to continue to develop them. They came up about halfway through the season last year, got some experience, had a couple of, you know, decent starts, but what can they do here in 2021 to build upon that? And what does this pitching staff look like moving forward? I really think that's the key to this team. And then they have to start looking in the farm system and say, okay, well, who do we have coming up? Who can we, They signed Wilson Ramos as the catcher. He's a stopgap. A lot, a lot of what they have is just a, a bunch of guys to get them through one or two years as they continue to develop that young talent that's hopefully uh, on the rise in the farm system.
0: I do like those good young arms in Detroit, but I don't know if you've got enough good young players to play in a field that they're going to be able to turn a little bit of a corner. Well, on an up note, Megatron got into the Hall of Fame, right? And he said last night that he's going to try and mend some fences with the organization. That's a feel-good story in Detroit these days, right?
2: It is. And I was a teammate of, of Calvin Johnson. He's a great guy. Couldn't be happier for somebody to do something special uh, and it to be him because being a first ballot hall of fame, we knew Charles Woodson, again, a former teammate of mine at Michigan. We knew he was going to get in. Peyton Manning was going to get in. And there was a little debate about Calvin. I couldn't be happier that he is a first time, uh first ballot hall of famer. And hopefully he can take it to the table. The lions can take it to the table and say, how do we mend this fence? Because, Next year, when they do have the induction into the the NFL Hall of Fame, the Lions, they they have to have it sorted out by that point. If they don't, it's just going to be another black eye for an organization that really has a lot going for it right now.
0: Not only is he good at what he does and uh, shares it well with us, he's also a pretty damn good name dropper. Calvin Johnson, former teammate. Charles Woodson, former teammate. (laughs) Hang around with Hall of Famers long enough. You'll do well. Uh, John, I appreciate a couple minutes. Thanks for carving it out for us. Enjoy the game. Uh, Have a good time talking about Megatron on the air tomorrow. Appreciate you coming on with us today.
2: We certainly will. Thanks for having me, and uh, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday as well.